0: I'm Adrian.
1: And today we're going to talk a little bit more about the history of ghost hunting uh in you know the original sense of the word based on all of the crazy shit that our fucking ancestors were into.
0: Yeah, we're all probably related to a ghost hunter.
1: Honestly, yeah, <laughs> or at least a spiritualist, someone that was into like fucking talking freaky shit with ghosts, man. Yeah.
0: Whatever they were into that's your great 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 grandpa
1: yeah i would not be surprised holy shit the history of this country is so much more crazy and fucked up than i ever thought possible it's really fun it is yeah let's hear more about it uh but first how are you i'm great any (laughs) (laughs) I know that we're, so obviously we're recording these things in advance for release, so we just talked to each other just a bit ago. Yeah, Um, we, in
0: fact, never stopped talking to each other.
1: No, no. This is what friends do, right?
0: Yeah. F is
1: for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. Okay. Oh my god. N is for making occult practices (laughs) and talking
0: to fucking ghost buddies. (laughs) Uh, the other night, I couldn't sleep, uh, so I started up season one of SpongeBob.
1: Amazing, incredible, it was iconic.
0: God, it was. It was a really smart Something. decision. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you're you're glad about it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, season, ghost seasoning. <laughs> The ghost, ghost seasoning. seasonings. Um, the last episode was the first part of our history, and you told us all about spiritualism and the Fox sisters and, um, like, them traveling around. Uh, so, listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should probably do that because what I'm about to talk about is very relevant to that, and you... Completely you related. Yeah, like, you... You should probably just listen to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you first about Harry Price. And, yeah, if you look at the picture that I included in the notes, um, he looks very serious. Um, it looks like he may not laugh at people's jokes, um... And it looks like he enjoys plain scones and nothing else.
1: <laughs> yeah, he looks like what HP Lovecraft looks like like wishes he looks like.
0: I yeah, feel like he's dressed really well. Um, mm-hmm. his hands are large. <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Love yeah. a man with big hands. <laughs> You'll
0: see this on the Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Harry Price, he was born in January in 1881 in London. Amazing. And my dog is barking outside, so just ignore that. It's part of the spooky <laughs> ambiance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so Harry Price... He was a psychic researcher or a parapsychologist, if you will. And he was also an author. Oh, my God. I can't say those words together. He was also <laughs> There's a lot of different, <laughs> different words
1: <laughs> that are together, but they shouldn't be. Yeah. Parapsychologist in and of Go itself ahead. is a hard word to yeah, say.
0: Yeah, I am really into it. Um, so he wrote the book confessions of a ghost hunter that was published in 1936 i have not read it but i am going to because it sounds oh, yeah, pretty dope yeah i'm yeah i can already tell i'm into it um he is known for his investigations into psychical phenomena and exposing fraudulent spiritualists and mediums and stuff uh cool. he so also like, yeah pretty much everyone yeah. you talked about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, there's
1: a lot of them that was, like, that's the whole Society for Psychical Research. Yeah, Fucking so he exposing was like,
0: fuck these people. I'm gonna mm-hmm. let them know what's up. I'm gonna um, give it to them. Sometimes yeah. you gotta do it to them, you know? Yeah, he really did it to them. Um, <laughs> he also did a highly publicized investigation into Bo- the Borley Rectory in Essex, England, which is supposed to be like super haunted and Rector, probably, yeah,
1: damn rectory. near fucking gave her a full time job with a decent pay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's an LPT, like a uh, last podcast on the left. Uh, Anyways, cool. Shout out to uh, Benjamin Kissel, I love you and marry me, please. Anyway,
0: heart noises, <laughs> heart noises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Harry Price dabbled. Is that's his name, right? Okay, yeah. -hmm. I'm so bad with names. You don't know. (laughs) I just had to double check. Right, right, right. Uh, He started dabbling into um, like the paranormal world when he was a teenager, and he even wrote a play about his own early life experience with a poltergeist in a haunted manner. No one really confirmed if this was real or not. So who's to say? (laughs) He also. he also performed an experiment with space uh telegraphy where he set up a receiver and a transmitter um basically between two houses um and he did manage to catch a spark on his uh photographic plate but like that's all he did he was he was like cool i did that i'm never gonna look at these toys again and he moved on great and better (laughs) things (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) Um, In his adult years, he took an interest in magic and conjuring, like stage Mm -hmm. magic. Okay, not witchcraft.
1: Right, right, Um, right. So he he... went
0: the opposite way of Alistair Crowley. Yes, he the normal way. He was a
1: Houdini, not a Crowley.
0: Yeah, he actually hung out with Houdini and stuff too. Oh, it's fucking hot. That's so great. I know.
1: Both after them
0: like picture I'm gonna fucking photoshop them both together holding pinkies or something. <laughs> These two men with the giant hands. <laughs> <laughs> Just,
1: Just really taking... fucking big hands. Like talk about fucking I know. It's Cthulhu okay. and HP Lovecraft.
0: Yeah. Man. Tentacle Those fingers. Tentacle fingers <laughs> <laughs> All right, off topic. <laughs> Sorry. I <apologize. laughs> He became an amateur Conjurer and even joined the Magic Circle which Hmm. is a British organization that I think is still around which is cool Um, he he joined them in 1922 he got super good at sleight of hand stuff which kind of led him to further um, follow this like path into the paranormal investigation Uh, he teamed up with this other psychical researcher named Eric Dingwall I love that name. I do too. It's fun. <laughs> and uh, they republished this anonymous work that was supposedly written by a former medium, and it's called Revelations of a Spirit Medium. Uh, so this book that they published uh, exposed tips and tricks that fraudulent mediums would use to hustle people. So at the time, like when they re-released this work, a bunch of spir- spiritualists and stuff, they were like, rushing around trying to buy as many copies as they could just to fucking destroy them because this was their bread and butter and how they put food on the tables. And these two men were like, y'all motherfuckers are frauds.
1: Yeah. So that was one thing I forgot to mention. So spiritualists would have, um, like people that got into like the money trade of like holding seances would have like black books with like information on how they did their tricks um so like go to the local graveyard in the area where you're in and like find last names and like things like that so that they could do like pre like people that were out not people that were like genuinely trying to talk to spirits but people that were out to like hustle people for money right there was like a black book of stuff that they would do like go to the local graveyards and like research all the last names and like find people's relatives so that you know who to quote unquote contact when you're having a seance and dude if i information... could find one of those
0: fucking books i would die.
1: Uh, oh my god that would be so fucking it's such a good collector's item i bet yeah. there's probably i'm gonna look around while i'm here still in new england and i'll see if i can bring anything back for you
0: like you're just um, gonna start digging around in people's yards yeah,
1: that's the cool. one. I'm going to bring back someone's relative for you specifically. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you.
0: I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I'm going to like
1: look around at like there's like spiritualist like bookshops and like uh, like different like weird like uh metaphysical shops and stuff like oh, that okay, and I'll cool. see if I can find like one of those books. Yes, um, please do. <laughs> but they, that information that they gave out freely to other quote-unquote, mediums and people that were holding seances is what was published in this book.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, he was um, set out to just, like, debunk a bunch of people, um, which I guess is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he still did psychic research. Like, that wasn't all that he was into. Like, he still believed in it, and he still, like, furthered his knowledge on it. And he joined the Society for Psychical Research in nineteen twenty. And then when yeah. he was like part of them, he started debunking a lot of the fake mediums using his conjuring knowledge. But he also endorsed the mediums that he believed were the real deal. Right. So like if you got endorsed by Harry Price, fuck dude. That's Fucking how you know. choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he noticeably, noticeably, he notably exposed William Hope, who claimed he could photograph spirits. Um, so I actually, like months ago, I listened to a podcast episode about William Hope and him being um, debunked. And I cannot mm-hmm. remember for the life of me which podcast it was. I want to say it was Cabinet of Curiosities, but I don't
1: oh, know what love- it was.
0: Aaron Mankey's fucking, anything that he does is amazing. So great. But yeah, so what William Hope would do, um, so back in the day, um, this old big cameras, like where they like put their fucking whole head inside of it and shit, it would, um, they would have these plates and then they would slide it into the camera and the people getting their portrait taken couldn't move forever while it like transposed their shit onto the plate. Which is why everybody mm-hmm. looks miserable and dead right. in the photos. Because <laughs> they're so, like, just relax. You're going to be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry, like, you know, was going to investigate this dude. And he didn't tell William, but he marked the plates. Um, because what William was doing was he was, he would have a secret plate that had like a partial um, photograph of someone else. So when he took someone else's picture with that plate... It looked like there was a spirit with them, but Hmm. there wasn't. It was, like, the first form of Photoshop, really. Right. Yeah, so Harry... Double
1: layering images.
0: Yeah, so Harry, like, secretly marked the plates and then was like, boom, motherfucker! So, good job. My dog will not stop barking, dude. I don't know what's going on. Someone's probably trying to break into my house right now. (laughs) Please don't die, (laughs) I need you as a podcast host so don't worry. <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, but I also found a picture of Harry Price and the supposed spirit that William captured so that will also be on the gram it, it is creepy it did be but, creepy it
1: but looks but cool it is as fuck
0: though yeah it's super cool look at his fucking big old hands god it's so massive like Jesus, what is how wrong many with you? how fucking fingers does he have <laughs>
1: looks like he has seven fingers on one hand. I don't know what's going on.
0: It looks like he's holding (laughs) a bunch of hot dogs. Cthulhu hands, Harry Price. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Uh, so while he was like in, um, what's it called? The Society for Cyclical Research. People in that society were kind of getting pissed at him because he kept like debunking people and they were like, please stop. Uh, So he started the National Laboratory of Cyclical Research. Um, Similar name, different brand. (laughs) Uh, He started it in 1925 to rival the Society for the Cyclical Research. And Price would actually pay mediums to let him test them. And he would sit in on seances and... Control the room by like locking all the doors and windows, and he would put starch in front of them so he could make sure they hadn't been disturbed during the session. Um, so he just like really took control, and um, the society, the one he was rivaling, also like poo-pooed on him paying people to be tested. Which I kind of hmm. think like that's smart because like you're getting you're people making to-
1: money and you're fucking people.
0: Well, I mean, like, if you were the real deal, and you got endorsed by Price, you also got paid for it, too, so... Right. I mean, but he was also,
1: like, paying people that weren't the real deal.
0: Right. But then he would defraud them, and then they probably would lose out on work, because everyone would know that they were fake.
1: Right. I mean, at least they got money. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But they I lost guess. their con, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, they lost their future money to get present money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was also a member of the Ghost Club. Right, the Ghost Club was
1: was just the the psychical researchers from the SPR that like specifically were looking into hauntings. Which then transformed into which we'll talk about later. Kind of like very similar to Ed and Lorraine Warren. So they're like they're 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 similar to like that. Yeah, the SPCR
0: mutated into this the Ghost Club. Okay, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so Harry's Just most side, famous side case. <laughs> Harry's most famous case was his investigation of the Borley Rectory in Essex. Uh, so hella he haunted. rented out this what? It's hella haunted. as yeah. they say He rented out this rectory um, from May of 1937 to May of 1938 uh, and documented all of his spooky experiences into a book and people like ate it up. But after he died in 1948, some of his rivals were like, this fucker was lying. And they went in and investigated all of his claims and found that the rectory wasn't haunted and that he had faked a bunch of the stuff that he wrote about um, by like capitalizing on like that the house was just shaped stupidly and like the foundation wasn't great and you know so like creakies and woozies <laughs> were like because of the house <laughs> and, and woozies yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and there was also like a rat infestation so like a lot of the noises and scurrying and stuff was it was really just rats and not ghosts and uh, he was just capitalizing on these natural events that were happening in this house and uh, it wasn't it wasn't real bom, That's bom, weird bom. because of
1: how like serious he was about like investigating the paranormal and like how right? like dedicated he was to exposing phonies. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. So kind of makes you wonder. But a fun fact The best-selling novel by Neil Spring titled The Ghost Hunters uh, was about his investigation into the Borley rectory, and it also got turned into a TV situation called Harry Price Ghost Hunter. I have not heard of either of those things, but I am going to consume both of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It is tis the season, as they say. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Very into that. And I love the thought of it and yeah I'm very curious um, because he was so into defrauding people and then he himself was turned out to be a fraud and it could be that it was just his rivals that were like let's fucking ruin his good name right Um, or it could be that none of it was real to begin with we'll never know who knows who's to say this to say uh so yeah that leads me to ed warren miney i'm gonna say and lauren oh, <laughs> nope mm-mm, nope lorraine Literally. rita warren <laughs> <laughs> the warrens um yeah also have oh my god holy fuck holy shit <sighs> what's going on i have my window open and the sun is blasting in and this and i'm like high above the backyard. But this Mm -hmm. darkness just crossed the window, like someone passing in front of the window, and I freaked out, but it's just my little kitty cat.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, I was hoping that you were going to say it was like a spooky paranormal instance that we were, and then in the middle of recording, and then that happened. God,
0: that would be so great, but no, it's just my dumb little kitty cat. She's cleaning Mm. her foot. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Um... So, Ed was born in 1926, and he died in 2006, and Lorraine was born in 1927, and she just died in 2019. So, these people are relevant still to this day.
1: Right. Well, they're, and they're super relevant because of the Conjuring series. I know, I'm going to get into that. And, I'm getting into yeah. that.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll let you get so, there. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so these two were paranormal investigators and authors ed was a self-taught demonologist author and lecturer and lorraine claimed to be a clairvoyant and a medium Uh, these two founded the new england society for psychic research again the names do not change much and they're all very confusing and probably very similar in practice (laughs)
1: Right, um, psychic but, and psychical and, and yeah, SPR they're all research, ASPR and, and researching
0: yeah. all of the things. It's all the same, essentially. Um, but this one is the oldest ghost hunting group in the New England area, so that's cool. Yeah, they wrote a shit ton of books on their studies and cases, which they claim to have investigated over ten thousand cases, which is fucking insane. <laughs> and i kind of wonder if when they claim that i wonder if like some of it was just like them reading a snail mail that someone sent and they like read the letter and they were like i don't think that's real and that counts as an investigation
1: <laughs> i think that you're right i okay i'll wait until you're done to give my opinion
0: okay uh, they were among the first investigators to look into the amityville haunting which is super dope and there One were of the some... things that
1: scarred me as a child.
0: <laughs> yeah. And some of their ghost hunting stories were the inspiration behind several movies and TV shows, including the Amityville horror series and The Conjuring un- Universe. It should come as no surprise that they have been ridiculed by skeptics, and many investigators have concluded a lot of their findings to not be true. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> the Warrens also opened up an occult museum aptly named the warren's occult museum wow <laughs> in connecticut it's I'm now sadly closed oh fuck never mind
1: I'm gonna <laughs> go there. The
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's now sadly closed but it used to display items they gathered from their most popular investigations and all of the haunted artifacts that they would come across and like from all of the world not just in america So these two were, like, really on the forefront of this big-time paranormal story situation. And they were the the two that took the original Annabelle doll from the Conjuring movies after the two roomies that claimed their Raggedy Ann doll was possessed by the evil spirit of a little girl named Annabelle Higgins.
1: (laughs) 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 It's so funny because I grew up with a Raggedy Ann doll, Dude, and, I like, too. I know what it looks like. And the Annabelle doll from the movies is, like, it's not nowhere like... near. Honestly, no. I would have been more fucking creeped out if it would have been a Raggedy Ann doll than, like, a doll that was designed to look scary like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, my mom had um, the Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls. And um, Andy, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you know, got them when I was a kid. They are yeah. pretty cool, I guess. They're adorable. They look like scarecrows. Yeah they had yeah. yarn for hair. It's <laughs> the so best. Yeah, so the re- the Warrens relieved the roomies of their doll and told them that it was being manipulated by an inhuman presence, and they put it on display in their museum. Of course. Like you do. You know, just <laughs> super safe. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, obviously, the Amityville Horror Investigation is huge, and what they are most known for. That's like probably what rocketed them to fame at the beginning Um, in 1974 this dude shot and killed six members of his family and was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to six life sentences and then just over a year after the murders a family moved in and then promptly moved out 28 days later they claimed that the house was being haunted by a violent demonic presence and many books and movies have been inspired by the story in case you want to know more, and you somehow don't already know about it. It's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, um, it seems very prevalent
1: uh, in yeah, modern. It's a staple. Freakiness. Yeah. Um, many also, people... Ryan Reynolds uh, in the remake. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my God. I know. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to pull back. <laughs> I'm back to reality. Let's go.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready to move
1: on, but okay. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs>
0: Uh, many people have investigated the story and the house, and some say it's all a hoax, and some don't. Um, it's a very divided situation in the paranormal world. And the Warrens said it was all real, and their version of events is partially adapted and shown in the opening of The Conjuring 2. Hmm. Just so you know. How's
1: uh, the Warrens?
0: Yet. It's pretty decent. I mean,. It's a Conjuring movie, so... <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: I, so I watched The Conjuring, like, the con- the first one, uh, right. for the first time a couple of days ago when we were, like, you know, getting ready to record all of this, because I was just like, yeah, I might as well. Um, I was not impressed.
0: <laughs> they're fun for what they are.
1: Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah.
0: They're no, like, masterpiece. No. The Babadook was way better. Yeah. Yeah. Which was surprising, because the name.
1: (laughs) Right, you wouldn't assume, but I suppose, like, it's like a cultural thing, you know? Like, I'm sure that, you know, Australians think that the word Babadook is much more spooky. Uh, Anyway, I have nothing against Australians, I want to say that right off. I just Um, think it's a
0: funny word, and The Conjuring sounds badass. The Conjuring does
1: sound badass. Um, and I love, what is that woman's name? Uh, Vera Fermaga? I know zero people's
0: names. I only know Will Smith's name.
1: Right. (laughs) There we go. It's mentioned at least one time per season. Um, but, uh, she's, um... Like, Tasia Formiga's uh, older sister, who is most known for being the sad, depressed girl from American Horror Story Season 1, and also the sad, depressed witch girl from American Horror, uh... Coven. Coven. Yeah. Yeah. Um... (laughs) But yeah, no, I, uh... It was interesting to finally watch those movies and, like, see them in, like, conjunction of what I already knew about the Warrens and then, like, see, like, their actual story played out or part of their actual story played out cinematically. Right. Um, yeah.
0: But, anyway. Yeah. We'll get into ghost hunting in media more in depth in a later episode, too, so. Yeah if people like that shit, which you probably do if you're listening still.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope you're still listening. Hello. Yeah.
0: Hi. Okay, anyways. The Warrens played a part in the trial of Arnie Johnson. In 1981, Arnie was accused of killing his landlord, Alan Bono. Hot um, shit. Yeah, just regular old. And... um. Ed and Lorraine were called in before that happened, like before the trial instead, or no, before the killing. Uh, they were called in before that happened to deal with the alleged demonic possession of Arnie's fiancé, or Arnie, Arnie's fiancé's brother. <laughs> uh, so the Warrens later claimed that Arnie was possessed as well. At the trial, Arnie tried to plead not guilty by reason of demonic possession, which is also kind of badass. <laughs> Uh, but it did not fly in court. Um, it didn't work, and he was found guilty. I will uh, but assume. the story, yeah, the story inspired the movie *The Conjuring*: *The Devil Made Me Do It*, which came out this year. Hmm. Yeah, I have not seen it. Sounds bad. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Sounds bad. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ed and Lorraine were also involved with the Perron family who claimed their house was haunted by a witch back in 1971 according to the Warrens Bathsheba Sherman cursed the land so that whoever lived there would die a terrible death and this story inspired the 2013 movie The Conjuring (laughs) and Lorraine was actually a consultant and had a cameo in the movie
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was sitting so,
0: in the, uh, the lecture hall. Yeah, you know, creeping around as Lorraine <laughs> does. <laughs> I mean... Mm-hmm. Her whole life has been creeping around. <laughs> Kinda, it seems like. Yeah. I don't know, the lady, but... So yeah, they... Um, if you were interested in learning more about the Warrens, they, uh, you know investigated like over 10,000 cases.
1: <laughs> yeah, everything's super publicly available on their terrible fucking website.
0: Yeah, they are um well known in the paranormal world and in Hollywood because of all of the horror movies based on their life <laughs> or I guess parts of their life. Um but yeah, they have caught a lot of shit over the years and um a lot of people have been trying to call them on their bullshit um you know like reinvestigating things and looking into things and digging around probably in their museum Uh a little bit um but the two like they stuck to their guns until they died like they never wavered at all they said it was all real all the time yeah and that is the war it's just
1: funny to me because i'm just (laughs) <laughs> so uh so like I said I watched the um conjuring for the first time right. uh, a couple days ago and I the first thing <laughs> the first first thing that it says in this movie is like the big like description about like the case and like the warrens as they were as like you know psychic investigators and paranormal investigators and also the first thing that they stated which was a little like hinky to me was like it says ed warren was one of the first or one of the only demonologists recognized by the catholic church who isn't a catholic priest well i looked that up and that's not fucking true
0: <laughs> well i mean firstly <laughs> can you really believe anything in a horror movie <laughs> that's based no, on hauntings
1: no.
0: <laughs> i know but like a,
1: like that's a big fucking statement to make you know well, i mean with the it's all, i attribute it to that.
0: like um like at the beginning of the blair witch project mm-hmm. they're like this is all real well that was the whole thing though was i know that and i think that's like what the first and i think footage. that's what's part of the conjuring universe is that they they, they are, fake, are not just them; they're about characters yeah <laughs> just, it's yeah well and it's the conjuring universe right is what it's they like, call it so like yeah. in the conjuring universe like that could be true like I it's a fantasy right. world. I don't think that anything in there, including that statement was ever meant to be taken as a fact. Right I think it was just to set up the whole conjuring universe. right. and and I I get that. i I understand
1: and it's valid. but like I definitely like when I looked up because I, I was like, one of the things I think that draws me to this the most is, like, I've always attributed, and I kind of talked about this, like, last episode a little bit, how there's always kind of, like, a small association with religion in regards to talking about the paranormal. Like, I feel like you can't go far into the paranormal without talking about some kind of, like, religious concept. Right. Um, and so something that, like, I find truly interesting, and I think it's probably because, like, the and pageantry of the catholic religion specifically is something that has always made me super interested in things like the exorcist like the whole series yeah um, of movies that came out of the exorcist and like the exorcism of emily rose and like oh whenever god, there's like one. oh my god so good um, so, like, the thing that, like, really still creeps me out and, like, actually puts me at the edge of my seat is, like, this idea behind, like, religious pretense behind horror, specifically. Right. And so, when I first started watching it, and that's, like, the first thing that happened like, you say the fucking Catholic Church, man, that's some heavy shit. So, I was, like, I looked it up. Um, Which, like, led me to, like, the whole idea that, like, Ed Warren had been, like, engaging in, like, a sexually inappropriate relationship with an underage girl that they, like, kept in their fucking house and that he was, like, not acknowledged by the Catholic Church at all and that's, like, part of, like, everything that was still going on when The Conjuring Part 2 happened and also when, like, the most recent movie happened and, of course, Lorraine passed away in 2019 and now the executive of their state which I'm not sure if that's like a child of theirs um who's still like going through all these like lawsuit proceedings um (laughs) with everything that happened and like now um the on top of the many accusations of like being phonies for their regular like psychical research but also like The fact that the movies have so far can like misconstrued things like that was like the headline of the article was like how far is too far when you talk about based on a true story um that being said though do you know who's in the conjuring part one i don't know anyone's name lily taylor who was also in the 1999 film with owen wilson and liam neeson and captain zeta jones called the haunting which was one of my first oh i remember the scary movies yeah dude the big fucking fireplace with the fucking scythe thing that drops out of it and it's fucking cool as shit and the fucking Yeah, and Lily, uh, Lily Taylor was the woman that could, like, speak to the spirits or whatever, and it was, like, one of the coolest haunted movies ever, uh, and that was, like, one of my first, um, like, experiences with movies about hauntings, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to, like, any horror movie that's saying, like, based on a true event, because there's hundreds and hundreds of them that say that. Uh, I think, I always just assume it's a literary device, because it like, never really is. is. That's why, like, when it said that at the beginning of The Conjuring, it's like, okay, they're setting up the Conjuring universe. That's not a real thing.
1: Right. Based on true events, real events, not real. (laughs) Based on not real events.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I don't think that they, like, meant it to be a fact. You know? Yeah. I mean, they even said, like, Nightmare on Elm Street was based on a true story and it was inspired by some weird shit that happened, but there wasn't someone going around Into killing people's dreams. <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah buddy. Yeah um so yeah that is the warrens um they have many many more famous cases that also were turned into books and movies um but those were the highlights and probably like the most recognizable um especially because like i think the conjuring has like so many movies now i don't know how many there are
1: yeah there's but I... so there's isn't um paranormal activity is not associated but there's the conjuring the conjuring part two annabelle Ann, isn't there a second one too annabelle two
0: yeah i think there is um
1: annabelle two uh conjuring the devil made me do it and then the two movies that came out before the conjuring came out that were in relation to paranormal things that the warrens had investigated which i can't remember
0: the names of those so like six movies all of them out there (laughs) there's so many um and i'm pretty sure um they're like remaining family they still have the museum um it's closed but it's still there and i'm pretty sure all the stuff is still there as well it's gotta be and they, I'm pretty sure it was them that did, like, a, several years ago, they were, like, the, they started, like, tweeting that the Annabelle doll had escaped or something like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it was, like, this big to-do. Um, I really think that the Warrens were just, they were so good at being cons, and they capitalized on spooky shit, and uh, they were really good at what they did.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, like, good for you if you gotta fucking roll your ankle or fucking tell somebody that somebody's boyfriend murdered somebody, you know? <laughs> oh my like, God,
0: I know. Them getting involved in, like, an actual court case about murders, like, come on, sit down.
1: Yeah. I... God. I feel like they're not the only, like, maybe I'm, like, incorrect in this, but I feel like I remember them not being the only people that, like, got involved in it like very similar to the exorcism of emily rose there was another court case that was like actually talking about like the death of someone by demonic possession and like the church got involved but it was
0: like the fucking catholic oh yeah church i remember TM. that movie it um it took place in like england or something yeah like yeah, 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 yeah 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 i remember that one yeah not cannot remember the name but i remember the priest like going down that little cobblestone alley and, like, grabbing his little necklace and breathing heavy or something. Did <laughs> this rosary? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, rosary? Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> his little <laughs> necklace, you know? <laughs> the fashion accessory.
1: Whatever. But yeah, I mean, even though I'm not personally, like, super religious, is, like, I still have this, like, weird like, connection, I feel like, to the Catholic Church because of, like, my family's involvement with it, that it's, like, it's literally, whenever you mention the Catholic Church, it's, like, the Catholic Church TM.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: you know? Just because of the way that they are, especially Dude. in regards to, like, the, you know, super paranormal and uh, hauntings and miracles and the supernatural oh, yeah. just in general
0: they you know had a the catholic church tm had a really big hand in starting spooky shit
1: yeah
0: 100 it's their
1: fault really <laughs> i'm into it
0: thanks catholic church tm the catholic church tm <laughs> yeah they're oh the ones gosh. talking about demonic possession and shit like yeah they introduced the idea for sure. They're the ones drinking blood and flesh and stuff all the time. Yeah. Oh, they're doing a
1: lot of stuff. The Catholic Church TM. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that kind of wraps up, like, our basic history of ghost hunting.
0: Yeah. So hopefully with this information, um, we are all collectively prepared to move forward and our ghost hunting series
1: yeah um so obviously this is a technology podcast so what we're moving forward to is the technology that makes all of this possible um so as we go through we're going to kind of talk about the tools of the trade we're going to talk about like very notable like events and locations uh different portrayals in media specifically like focusing on like video games and things like that um, and of course we want to hear your personal ghost stories. Those are super important to us. Um, if you would like to tell us a ghost story or a paranormal or psychical, uh, event that happened to you, uh, you can find all of our social media information as well as our, as our email on our website. That's bitesizepodcast.com. That's B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E podcast.com. Uh, While you're there, we also have a link to our Patreon if you like us, if you like the show, if you like what we do, definitely think about becoming a supporter. We have a subscription starting as low as $1 so that you can get early access to our episodes. Our next upgrade from there, you can get some extra goodie episodes on top of that. Um, So if you're interested at all, definitely go and check that
0: out. And uh, what have you been playing? I finally started playing The Wolf Among Us. Hell um, yeah, what is
1: that? Tell me about it.
0: It's the one that I bought for the Steam sale and it's um yeah. it's a Telltale game. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, and I'm fucking really digging on it. So, you play the Big Bad Wolf. Like everyone in the universe is um like from the fairy tales, but you're, they're living in New York and just a special little burrow. That's like not necessarily closed off from normal people, but it's like magic. So it just looks like nothing's really going on. Um, but like they're all there and, but they, you know, look like normies now, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you're, you're the big bed wolf and you're, um, like a detective. And people don't, like, a lot of your people don't trust you because you're the fucking wolf. Right. Um, but some people, you know, are like, you know, everybody got a fresh start when we started this, so maybe you're okay. But someone turns up dead, so you have to, like, investigate. It's like a murder mystery, and then all of these other little... Pieces of mystery are coming together, and is it another mystery or all they tied together? I don't know.
1: Right,
0: fuck yeah, so, dude. Yeah, I'm having a really good time with it. Hell yeah, and it looks cool. That's important.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember the Telltale games having like a really interesting, it's like comic y, like, yeah, like cell like like shading, borderlands,
0: yeah, cell shading, yeah, yeah. yeah. so maybe i'll beat it someday (laughs) it's a
1: (laughs) big mood you know um once again i just want to give a special shout out to all of our patreon subscribers without you this would not be possible you guys are literally keeping us on the airwaves um, and once again, if you are interested in supporting the show, definitely check out our website, bitesizepodcast.com. That's B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E podcast.com. That has all of our social media links as well as our Patreon page if you are interested in supporting. Um, we will be coming back to you uh, next up with some tools of the trade for ghost hunting. Yes, uh, so I'm excited really be- excited about it. Yeah, me too. I I'm I'm really interested in like getting getting super into it, especially some of the more traditional methods of uh, contacting spirits. <laughs> I kind of want to buy an
0: EMF reader.
1: <laughs> uh, I know that there was like a while where you could like get them on your phones, but I don't I think don't it's think that real. At all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I don't think it's real, but like it was definitely like you could come across some like spooky stuff too. But yeah, cool. getting an EMF reader would be like pretty nice yeah pretty nice i mean it would be pretty <laughs> cool to like go and explore and go on. anyway uh thank you so much you guys have a wonderful yeah, rest of your day evening night morning whatever
0: happy spooky season again. happy spooky season again okay bye okay bye